the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm the exhausted Armando Torres. And with us we have Compl- No Time to Sleep. No time. No time. No time. God. No time to Paige, how are you? Terrible. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh out of out of this week, out of the seven days of this week since we last spoke. Because I did speak to you on Sunday to tell you that we could not record that day as yeah. we had previously planned. I have slept three of those seven days. Yeah. It's, um, hey, life a bitch, ain't she? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I had this, I, I did this tweet. Uh, I, I feel like such a dickhead for saying it that way. But I did a tweet that I really resonated, it re- resonated with me was uh yeah damn they say life is short but this motherfucker really keep going huh i saw that tweet from the hospital <laughs> <laughs> yeah and i just cl- I was sitting in the waiting room and i was like like <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah we i mean you have had just an insane week and uh, uh yeah i'll talk about it a, a little bit so people know and i'm not being just weird and cryptic oh so, yeah like no i actually like it i like that you're basically <laughs> posting on facebook like terrible day don't ask about don't it don't ask about it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, cause I had tried to keep it vague cause we didn't know fully what was, go- what was going on at the time. Um, but then, so first of all, thank you to everyone who didn't message me as I asked you to, Yeah. to those of you who did, I was messaging you from the hospital <laughs> and I would like say it in every reply. <laughs> I'd be yeah. like, well, considering that I am in the hospital, um, I appreciate so, the sentiment, yeah. but in, uh, yeah, please no. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, Sunday morning, my, I, I woke up to my husband shaking me awake, <laughs> mm-hmm. being like, Hey, I'm, I'm not doing good now for some clarification. Uh, my husband, like six foot two lumberjack man. Oh yeah. Um, n- n- he, he's doing good most of the time. Let's put it that way. So for him to be like, I'm not doing good is like we're really not doing good i think at that point uh and so he was he was having some medical issues that were the kind of medical issues that you're like oh no that's instant trip to the hospital like we just we don't ask questions we just go yeah (laughs) so we (laughs) that's what we have insurance for is because if this happens you're supposed to immediately go there so we go to the hospital uh they they take him in and then they send him back out into the waiting room. So I'm like, okay, well, at least he's not dying. Because if he was dying, they wouldn't have sent him back out into the waiting room. Because I'm pretty sure they don't want people dying in the waiting room. So, like, I think we're at least safe. But, unfortunately, even though he was not dying, he threw up for, like, 18 hours straight. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, and when she says was- 18 hours straight, she means a continuous vomit. 
about every 15 to 20 minutes. No, 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 no. I mean, he started <laughs> vomiting. It never stopped. It was a <laughs> waterfall. Let me tell you this. They had to call him back into the hospital, like in, in for like testing and whatever, before we could finally get a bed. Like we were there for eight hours before we like I was there for eight hours and it took them like six and a half hours for him to get a bed. And then I was able to like leave and go get food and come back. We were there for an entire day for him to like get a bed and stuff. Uh, and two of the times that they called him, he was all in the bathroom throwing up and they had to wait for him to finish throwing up to take him to the back where he would then throw up again. Uh, don't message him about it. He's been feeling terrible. Just like let him heal. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, that's like party 101. You see somebody vomit. You don't go, hey, are you okay? Hey, you, are just, you, okay? you just go, hey, party on champ and move on. And move on. Um, anyway, so we spent most of that day in the hospital. And then at the end of the day, the hospital was like, well, he's not dying. So he kind of has to leave. Oh, <laughs> we're just, and you're like what and they were like yeah i mean like it's one of these two or three things none of them are fatal but you need to see specialists and there's none available for a couple weeks so until then here are some medications so that he's hopefully feeling kind of better i guess um which they they work they kind of work they don't completely work so we had to like set up a bunch of stuff at home so that jay can at least be comfortable mm -hmm. until he sees people uh but it took like two days for him to kind of get comfortable enough to sleep through the night and like we live in a one-bedroom apartment <laughs> with one bathroom so it was like three days until i could like shower or like go to the bathroom without worrying <laughs> that he was going to burst in and have to throw up uh, <laughs> he's basically and, a, a a vomiting kool-aid man where yes. he cracks through the wall and goes oh no and then yeah, and it's and it's incredibly painful and he doesn't feel great so it makes me feel terrible because like when there's at a certain point you feel really helpless you're mm -hmm. just like i i mean this sucks i don't know what <laughs> like i can't uh so yeah so that was the first like two or three days that i didn't sleep uh and then there have been some intermittent ones since but yeah that's what was uh going on and then in the middle of like us in the waiting room the police had to escort an anti-masker out of the waiting room oh. did i text you this as it was happening no I might have been too overwhelmed with any number of things to text yeah. him. Yeah. So it was this guy with his mom, oh. which first of all, he was our age with his mom. I'm not talking <laughs> young person with mom. I'm talking full grown pays taxes adult with mom. Well, full grown avoids taxes as <laughs> <Yes>. an adult. <laughs> as an adult with mom. And um, he was shouting about uh, the fact that he, he had some injuries on his, his foot. Uh, he could still walk on it, mm -hmm. didn't need crutches. So like that should give you an, an indicator of how severe these injuries were. Yeah, at a place um, where we've already established, if you're not dying, you gotta go, You buddy. gotta go, buddy. And like, it's a specific waiting room for... Uh, like chest pains and stuff mm. like that's their specialty at this particular waiting room. So like, I know that like Jake's a fountain of barf and like <laughs> shaky and cold. And like, I'm looking at this, like, yeah, that guy, my husband looks like he's dying right now. That's terrible. And then I'm looking around the waiting room and I'm like, most of these people look like they're dying. And then this dude's like, my foot hurts. So we're already like not a fan. <laughs> and 
And there's a giant sign in this waiting room that says people will be seen in, in order of severity, not in the order they arrived. Basically, like, yeah, if somebody's dying, they jump you in line. That's the rule of the emergency room. Yeah. I feel like pretty good rule, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in favor of that rule. But so this guy had been there. Like, he was there when we got there and was like, like, Jake got seen a couple times before him because obviously more severe. Uh, and this asshole was just like, I've been here forever. And anytime nurses would pass him, he's like, what the fuck is going on? Like cussing at the nurses. Okay, buddy. And, and finally, multiple nurses are like, hey, dude, it is order of severity. You are not as severe. Like, I just have to be real with you. Like, I can't tell you what's going on with anybody else, but I can tell you that you're not as severe. And... It was definitely something that it was like, dude, you should go to an urgent care. It'll cost you less and you'll probably be seen immediately. <laughs> like, I don't know why you picked emergency room. This was a bad choice. Um, but he was they were both refusing to wear masks. Right. So like multiple people had come through and it's a hospital. And so finally, a, the head nurse comes out and she's like, you got to wear masks. It's not just it's not just for other people. It's for you. There are people back there with COVID. Like I'm telling you right now, if you do not wear a mask, you will be exposed to people who have COVID and people who are suffering really bad COVID symptoms. You need to wear a mask. And so he's like, well, I can't breathe with a mask on. And she's like, that's OK. I have other masks that are less restrictive that will still count and will still help, but will be easy for you to breathe like the shield ones that are not right up against your face and so she's like i'll go get you one so she's like working with him and he's like how dare you discount my disability she's like i literally just told you i was going to accommodate you <laughs> like yeah. what is happening what are you doing about what he's like he's like i have breathing problems and she's like i know that's why i'm gonna go get you one of the special masks that like whatever and she's like also and then she turns to his mom and she's like is this your friend which is <laughs> it i so i i'm masked up just like snickering behind my mask because i'm like friend hilarious uh and she's like well she at least uh, if she doesn't have breathing problems she needs to wear masks if she also has problems i'll get her one of the special masks too whatever and she's like no i'm not gonna wear a mask and the guy, then they like try to hand him one. He throws it back at them. Okay. And he's like, get the fuck out of my face. What are you? I mean, that's what I'm trying to do. I don't want to be in your face, you fucking yeah, idiot. I'm actively trying to get away from your face. I uh, actively want your face to be so much farther away from me right now. Yes. Yes. Uh, and so then he's like, we have religious exemptions. What? Yeah, <laughs> and he like pulls them out on a. They're trying to find them in their emails on their cell phones. Oh my god! And at this point, the security guard just looks up from his desk and is like, "Those don't count, bro. Those aren't good here. We don't give a shit." And he's like, "So what do you want me to do?" He's like, "Well, you can wait outside, or you can put the mask on." He's like, "I'm here to be seen." And he's like, "Again, you can wait outside." Or you can put the mask on, but as soon as you go back there, you got to put masks on. And so he's like, I'm going to fucking get physical with the next person that tries to put a mask on me. Oh, my God. And he's like, oh, that's cool because the LAPD is on their way. Because apparently the LAPD was already at the hospital somewhere. <laughs> and so <laughs> the, 
they just radio. By the way, we're in Glendale, not Los Angeles at the time, yeah. too. Even funnier that they're like, LAPD's here. They they have no jurisdiction, but they're just here to fuck you up. Like, whatever. Yeah, if there's uh, one thing that LAPD's good at, it's fucking people up. Yeah. Uh, so they hear the police radio through the security guys like thing where they're like, yes, we've got two officers at a detector. Like, and the guy's like, Oh shit. And he and his mom just leave just full <laughs> cowards. Oh gone. man. Gone. It was very, I was super, super amused. Jake actually felt better for a few minutes. He was like, I think maybe I could go home. I was like, you can't. You definitely can't. We definitely have to stay. But this was amusing. So, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, it was a brutal couple days, but it was pretty fun watching those people run scared. Yeah, my God, that is both upsetting and gratifying at the same time. Like, yes. it's, oh, ooh, baby, it's a nice, tasty meal of of social interaction oh yeah oh my so God. much um this is the first weekend uh in s- september in the month of september in 2022 the year of our lord that i have uh been home and for most of it i haven't even been home on saturday i went to go do this live stream uh right after this i gotta get out of here but it's um hey buddy wow does it like suck ass to just not be home and like i'm okay on one hand i feel really grateful that i get to travel and do stuff but on the other hand it's it sucks when the travel that you're doing is going to austin texas uh because like here's the thing here's the here's the here's the thing bud austin texas is fun i didn't realize how wildly violent and upsetting it could be to be there for a long period of time oh no i was there uh last weekend and on uh saturday i went out and uh i went to this place which i will talk about it's uh i actually can't say the name of it on this show um and i'll explain why in a bit does it rhyme with something? No, I can't say the name of it. It's it's oh, you, no. you'll get the full story. It's a place where a bunch of comedians hang out. Um, oh, okay. Then I kind of know. Yeah, it's a place where a bunch of comedians hang out. It's not a comedy club. It's not a legal bar. And uh, this yep, guy, I've, yeah, this guy shows up. He's my friend, and he uh, tells me that uh, he ha- that he was at a bar. And he was with a friend and these two people got into an argument with each other and then they started shooting at each other and they were they were just stuck in the middle of a gunfight and they had to like duck out and run and then they went oh fuck they still have my card so then they had to go back to the bar after the shootout had ended luckily no one was even injured or hurt which is like maybe get better at shooting or stop. I feel like one or the other, you know, like either go full wild west with it and stand in the middle of the street, walk 10 paces or don't shoot each other. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's, I mean, that's a dumb opinion, but I have been on record as saying we should bring back the duel in America. (laughs) (laughs) I, I know of this establishment, Mm -hmm. uh, because I was invited there, not the last time I was in Texas, but the time before. And, we arrived at 2 a.m. and they were like, no, we're closed. And we're like, why? And they were like, all bars close at 2. And we're like, you're not a legal bar. Yeah, this isn't a bar, homie. This is an apartment <laughs> building. <laughs> this is 
this is a secret speakeasy. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty wild place. It's a it's a it's an apartment that's been turned into a speakeasy. Um, I I like it. Uh, I did some gambling there. I lost. I now have to get a man's name tattooed on my arm. It was a fun yeah, who, night. Whose name has to be tattooed on your arm? Um. We'll ta- anybody i know or somebody i no, don't know i think it's somebody you don't know okay okay yeah 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 and uh and i'm trying to be purposely vague about it just because like i want it to last forever <laughs> uh but then afterwards after that happened to my friend he was driving and apparently uh his he <laughs> he like honked at a person uh who was staying t- at a green light for too long and then that guy uh, like brake checked him and pulled up next to him at a red light and then pulled out a gun on him. Fuck. Ugh. On that same day, I was hanging out in, in downtown Austin off of a place that's a loving, lovingly referred to as Dirty Six. And, yep, Dirty Six. And mm-hmm. uh, I saw two people bump into each other in the middle of a crosswalk. And they started arguing and I was like, ooh, street fight. I love street fight. So we like oh, no. we like stopped to watch for a second. And then one of them went, I'm fucking strapped up right now and lifted up his shirt. And I went, oh, Jeez. no, we're done. We're done. This isn't a street fight. This is a murder. So fucking dangerous. Oh, yeah. God. So three gun related incidents in one day. Apparently three different bars got set on fire. One of them got burned to the ground. What is going on? Fucking UT football, baby. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. It just like the whole city turned into one big frat party and uh, everyone has guns. Also, I was at a comedy club uh, and one of the comics on the show, somebody bumped into him and the gun that he had tucked in his waistband fell down his leg and out the bottom of his pants. And he drunkenly picked it up and went, oh, whoopsie daisy. I don't want to leave this. And then put it back in the in his pants. <laughs> Armando, I've been to Raider games yeah. with less guns than this trip. <laughs> I was at Dodger Stadium the other day, and there were probably fewer guns around Dodger Stadium oh, yeah. than there are at this trip. It was fucking... And oh again, all of these instances, the same fucking day. It's not like oh, this was geez. a crazy weekend. That was Saturday, baby. It just fucking... It's, mm, I felt so upset. Well, that was the last time Jake and I were in Texas together, when I wasn't there for, for like work, uh, comedy work. Uh, we, when we went East to see his family, I remember in one store, he just kind of like pushed me behind him a little bit. And I was like, what is going on? Uh, because I had not noticed that there was just a full revolver on the counter of the store. Yeah. Just like ready, ready to shoot people. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, Oh God. Oh no. Yeah. I, um, man, <laughs> do I hate guns? Like I, I think guns are cool and they're fun to shoot. I like guns in theory, you know, like I, I love the thought of going to like a shooting range and renting a gun and shooting that yeah. gun there and then leaving and not having the gun and imagining that no one has a gun. And then you go to Texas and just everyone has a gun and there's no rules. I mean, there are rules, but you just can have it in your fucking pocket. Uh, I, I've been doing a bit that I'm very happy with about like, I didn't realize how American owning a gun is like, we have a list of rules of what it means to be an American 
And there's some pretty good ones. Like number one, freedom of speech means that you can say anything you want at any given time. And no matter what it is, you cannot be persecuted for it because you have the right to speak your mind and no one will ever take that away from you. And as an American, it is your right to be able to say whatever you want to at any given time and we as a country will allow it to happen. And then rule number two is maybe kill a motherfucker. That's rule, <laughs> rule number two. Are you fucking kidding me? Dude, rule 19 is women can vote. Rule two is kill people. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fucking uh, insane. I haven't, like, I hate to be this guy, but I went to Europe where no one has guns. And when yes. they do, there's crazy stipulations. Like, I yep. found out that, like, the French uh, at, like, Versailles, they have these little, like, military groups that, like, patrol. And there's always three of them. And all three of them have guns. And I found out that only one of them has a loaded gun. And they they don't even know which one of them it is. Oh, that's kind of brilliant. Honestly, I mean, like, it's dangerous if somebody else has a gun, but, like, it's kind of, that's kind of crazy if none of you know. Yeah, it's a fucking game. It's the crazy, it's French roulette. You don't know who has the working gun. But also, that's the other thing. The other thing two is- just have white flags. <laughs> yeah, they pop out like a Bugs Bunny thing, and it's a white flag, and it just says, retreat, I retreat. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is that, like, you're saying, like, that sucks when somebody actually has a gun. It's impossible to get one. Right, right, yeah. Imagine a world. In a world where guns are even harder to buy. But this is just, you know, I'm proud to be an American where I shoot anything. Like, it's crazy. It is the amount of, yeah, it's a lot. I've been doing that bit about the First Amendment and, like, gun rights. Like, I've been doing that all across the country. And in L.A., it works really well. In San Diego, it hits really well. I did it in Austin, Texas, and I said the thing about the First Amendment. And before I could get to the punchline, I got a standing ovation. Oh, no. And I went... Oh no, you're not you gonna, gonna like gonna this. this. You're not gonna like where this joke goes. Oh no. And so I did it and I got like pretty good laughs and I was like, here's the thing, you can't cheer for freedom of speech and then get mad at me for saying that and yeah, that no, got it. That's yeah. 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 I I basically was just like, imagine I'm bald and saying it on a podcast. You would love it. You'd eat that shit up. Whoo. Boy, oh, ooh, you should get a, a small Nerf gun, and like, just, <laughs> and so that like at the end of that joke, like if you didn't like that joke, just know I'm strapped. I'm strapped. <laughs> just, and just... Bright orange. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, let's see. Um, all right. So th- as you've probably been able to tell, this is a, a bit of a bonus episode that we're making because neither one of us had time to sort of put anything together. Paige does have an update for us. I do. Um, and then I posted on Instagram uh, questions and I have a, uh, a a bunch of them and we don't have to go through all of them. But um, I do want to ask this one, Paige, and it's a brand mm-hmm. new question. Never heard okay. this one before. All right. If I stack one lasagna on top Fuck of another. You. <laughs> Fuck you. It has a crust. There is a completion to a lasagna in the crust. It's, that one comes to us from Sid Quatch. <laughs> No. Thank you, Sid. I'm not for- doing this again. I'm not. I'm, I don't have the stamina. 
here's the thing we just talked about how awful texas was because of all those guns but as soon as the word lasagna came out of my mouth i saw you wanted to shoot me 100%. yeah i just like pull out a glock and yeah. <laughs> oh my uh, god yeah see this is what i was talking about where we need to bring back the duel because that's how we settle this is we duel we get two people to duel one on the one that's uh team uh the correct team by the way one, one big lasagna, one zanya or latunza <laughs> however we were spelling it <laughs> and then and then they duel and we just agree that whoever wins uh that's the answer now i mean i'm kind of okay with that because then we could stop talking about it because easily once or twice a week i get messages about different kinds of food and they're like what if you stacked these and i'm like i for a year and a half people have just been asking me about stacking foods <laughs> please stop <laughs> The only food I want to stack is a McChicken on top of my McDouble. Call it a McGangbang, baby. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's another instance of putting two things on top of each other and making one big sandwich. That's true. That's true. Mm. Oh, my God. So, yeah, we have some questions that we can come to uh, at any point. Um, and then, uh, yeah, but you had you had an update for us on a story that we've uh, we, that we've covered before. Yes. So um, if you'll remember, it was a little over two years ago now that we covered this uh, about the stolen children of Sarah Lawrence. And a lot of it is based on an article from The Cut. Um, the The name of the Cut article is The Stolen Children of Sarah Lawrence. Uh, and then what happened to the group of bright college students who fell under the sway of a classmate's father? If you remember that episode, I know it was a long time ago. It resulted in my dad taking us all out to Outback Steakhouse to prove that not all dads are bad. It was <laughs> yeah, with uh, with Doug Fager. <laughs> with Doug Fager, yeah. Um, so here's the the basics of it. Um, Talia, Talia Ray. Uh, was a student at Sarah Lawrence and she lived in Salonam Woods 9. And it was basically kind of like a condo on campus as part of the campus housing. And her father got out of prison and she moved him into her dorm uh, and at first argued that it was just till he got back on his feet. Uh, but he then just kind of stayed and started kind of life coaching everyone who lived in her dorm and was in her circle of friends. Then they moved off campus and mm -hmm. they all lived in an apartment together. He fostered some sexual relationships with some of her friends. Ooh. Yes. Uh, and then kind of moved them to like a South Carolina some of them to a South Carolina property to do manual labor. Uh, others stayed in New York. Uh, in some cases, he pressured uh, some of the girls from that group into sex work. At last reporting, some of the the young people involved were missing, uh, where they had escaped and no one had heard from them. So there were questions about what had happened, what was chargeable as far as the law, and he was actually charged. So the trial happened in April. Uh, sentencing is happening this month, like within a week. Uh, that's why I was like, we should cover this now, just so that people know kind of like what he's up for, etc. So a few different things about the trial. Uh, number one, a lot of the young people who escaped testified against him, including ones that previously when we reported uh, were missing, most of them are accounted for now and did testify. So that's actually a very, very good thing. So there was a lot of witness testimony. But also, if you remember from the original episode, um, he 
<sighs> he was convinced that Bernard Carrick had a, a subsection of secret police trying to poison him. Mm. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so during the trial, the, the prosecution was basically like, we can unequivocally prove that this is not true. <laughs> like this is aggressively not the case. But see, that's the thing is that you're going to try to prove it, but it's a secret. They're not called the out and open police. They're called the secret police. The secret police. And in some of the original interviews and some of the testimonies, like the depositions leading up to the trial, some of the young people who were still living with him or around him would testify that they were like, under oath, Bernard Carrick told me to poison him. Like (laughs) crazy stuff. That is not true, especially because Bernard Carrick himself has been in prison for a huge part of this time. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he was unanimously charged pretty much. There was like no confusion as to whether or not the guy would be charged with crime. So from the Department of Justice's website uh, from the U.S. Attorney's Office, Southern District of New York, which if you are paying attention, is the same district that is suing Trump right now. Um, and has been in the process of a larger Trump lawsuit for like three or four years. So, which, by the way, I just want to say that, like, I, one of the other questions that we've gotten a lot, uh, both in this this Instagram thing and also um, just in general that I get in my DMs all the time, when are you going to finish uh, the Trump series? Remember back in the day when I was like, we got to take a break from Trump one because it's breaking my brain and breaking my heart and it's really hard to deal with, but also two. Um, there's so much more to this story and people were like well i want to finish it you've done five parts come on let's hear the rest of it and i was like you just gotta wait because more shit's gonna come out and everyone was like how how much more shit could come welcome to what i was talking about baby yeah yeah it's fucking nuts i will cover it i just want the full story that's it that's all i want yeah 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 wait through the hearings and a few other things because a lot of that stuff is like coming out for the first time publicly in yeah. the hearing. So that's stuff that we even didn't have. Like we were speculating, but yeah. So. It's crazy how uh, it's fine. It's crazy how right we were about some stuff like yeah. to just be fucking two, two at that point, three nobodies with a podcast where we're yeah. like, Oh, there's a gator lawyer. What if you put two lasagnas on top of each other? And then we were right about stuff like that's fucking nuts. Anyway, I'm well, sorry. We were, we were right about, I think he stole documents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my fucking. Okay, sorry. So, no, it's all good. So, Larry Ray. uh, Also, he used to ask people to call him Larry Greco because he's basic. Uh, (laughs) So, Larry Ray has been convicted of the following crimes. Racketeering conspiracy. Conspiracy to commit extortion. Extortion. uh, Sex trafficking. Oh, that one's not funny at all. Yeah. Obtaining forced labor. Now we're back to funny. Yep, forced labor trafficking, conspiracy to obtain forced labor again uh, in conjunction with violating the Travel Act, four counts of tax evasion, (laughs) and money laundering. So a lot of these charges on their own carry a maximum of 20 years. And then a few of the smaller ones like like tax evasion is like five years for each count. the question is whether or not they'll allow him to serve concurrently 
or consecutively but realistically at the age of 62 even if one of these even if they let him serve concurrently he will never leave prison so it is very likely that he will essentially be sentenced to life in prison now additionally one of the young women who was part of this group that becomes kind of like his personal i guess lieutenant second in command is kind of how they they are phrasing it um she actually has uh pled guilty to charges of her own uh, as part of an attempt to get him convicted so she is now 31 years old uh, and she pled guilty to uh one count of money laundering conspiracy which uh she will her sentencing is in February, his is in December, but essentially it was the implication that like the situation that she was being investigated for was going to come up in his trial. And so getting a conviction for her or a plea, a plea deal for her allowed them to enter it into evidence. It's kind of Mm -hmm. complicated, but she faces a maximum of five years. I don't think she's going to serve time. I don't think she's going to serve a lot of time, if any, um, I expect them to plead her out and probably give her some sort of deal, um, maybe time served, who knows. But essentially, the reason that she was on trial at all is as he was attempting to kind of extort money in a sex work scheme, he had her influencing one of the other girls. And so that's how she ends up kind of pleading to one of these charges. So I'll update again once the actual sentencing happens. He's scheduled to be sentenced in December. She is scheduled for February 22nd. And those can always, uh, again, get pushed back too. But uh, once we have more information on those, the biggest thing for me in reading up on the updates from this case was that the missing siblings um, have been found. They did testify. So that was really great to hear. The people that we were like, we don't know what happened to them. Now we do, and they've been able to testify, and they will get justice. So that's really great. But that's the end of our update on the stolen kids of Sarah Lawrence. Yeah, my God. I um, Here's the thing. I think that there are some people who uh, go to prison, um, sometimes for crimes that they shouldn't have been imprisoned for, sometimes for crimes that they should have been imprisoned for, that they've reformed themselves and become good people. And you can learn from these people and their experiences. But I would say that usually when a father gets out of prison and goes, I want to teach you stuff, it's not good. My dad got out of prison and went, here, mijo, let me show you how to make spread. So first you're going to want to crush up the ramen as much as possible. And then you're going to want to learn this. Then you're going to want to get, bro, I can make spread. We'll do a video at some point where I show you how to make spread and we'll do it authentically because they don't have cooking supplies. What you do is you put it in a trash bag, you compact it up and you put it under hot water. Well, and, and here's the thing is I've heard from a couple different people a bunch of different recipes for spread. Oh, yeah. And I, w- I would love to have much like they have like hot dish competitions yeah. in Minneapolis. I, like, let's have a spread competition. Spread I'm off. so curious. Yeah. Spread off. It's I mean, it's truly dependent on what they have in commissary at where you're staying. I mean, that's like a huge portion of it. My dad mm-hmm. was like. Uh, most of it like was all carbs like it was all like different yeah. types of chips the only protein came from like what was in the ramen 
And he was like, yeah, fool, like, sometimes you'll go somewhere and, like, those bougie places. And, again, he's talking about other prisons where he's like, <laughs> those bougie places where they have, like, Slim Jims and shit. Like, that's, like, oh, hell yeah. oh cool. Like, ooh, you must, like, you, you're from the, like, nice place, like, the nice county. And I was like, what are you fucking talking about, my guy? Oh, also, you're I not have a slim in, Jim in the fridge. You're not in the. That's hold on. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Because I bought it a few days ago, and it's ah. been really, really hot. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. It. It's always really. I mean, the best thing about a slim Jim is that you take it on a road trip, and it's in the car for a while, and then you open it, and you realize it's sweating, just like you sweat as right. a human being. Right. I truly believe you leave a slim Jim enough, it'll grow sen- like arms, legs, and sentience, and it will come to life. And that's somebody I will take advice from. Yeah, it's food group. <laughs> food group. I am Jim. <laughs> I am Jim. Yeah. Just, how many inflections? <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, let's get Vin Diesel in the booth for two hours and make everyone's <laughs> favorite character. You're just sobbing at the end. They're like, when Jim reached out his meat arm to become the axe. Yeah. Uh this is here's a question that we got uh from Dano Slizza, and it just says, Your mom. <laughs> She's doing good. Uh talked to her recently. She's she's having a good time. I think Next year, we're going to bring her with us to the Le Creuset sale. It was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you went to... I saw. Oh, my God. My Instagram was a buzz of people who were like, I'm about to get this fucking cookware. I, uh, I'm surprised that I was not the only one on your Instagram popping off about this. Oh, Paige, I, I have an affinity for cookware bitches. All right? I love... <laughs> I love people who are like, I'm going to get some fucking good-ass cookware in this bitch. Let me tell you what. Uh, <laughs> How long it did it was take amazing. you to get in? Uh, okay, so uh, here's some here's some fun facts. Uh, so mm-hmm. your girl back in the day was one of the best Le Creuset salespeople in the country for Ooh. Sir La Table. So I got a lot of mine for free. I have like a full collection basically and then managed to get my sister a mostly full collection. And so I also get early emails for the factory to table ticketing. Uh-huh. So it allows you to select different shopping windows on different days. And different days have different like things that go with it. So because I had early access, I got my sister and and my uh, best friend Mel and I all tickets for the first day one of the early shopping windows, which was like VIP access only. Mm -hmm. So that's the tickets we had. So we got there right before our shopping window and we waited outside for like 30 minutes. Uh, So we had it easy because that was not the case later in the day. So like we got inside and it was also a hundred degrees, by the way, like it was hot as balls. I know just for reference, in case you don't know what we're talking about, this is like a sale where you can go and you can buy a bunch of cookware and it was in Pasadena and it was uh, a pomona a pomona sorry it was at the the fairgrounds yeah oh my god which i first of all shade the pomona fairgrounds is where uh i had uh i i asked my first girlfriend like uh, as a teenager to be my girlfriend it's also same weekend where i almost got stabbed for the first time Uh, and it is later where i got actually stabbed but good good stabbed because it was my covid shot 
Oh, uh, it's the place where I had someone tell me to pick up fancy French cookware under the Michelob sign. So <laughs> that, that the Pomona Fairgrounds, baby, where Pomona dreams are made. Uh, now, the reason we went, if, if you're unfamiliar, Le Creuset is, is very, very good cookware. Yeah, it works very well. It's extremely durable. People like hand them down through family lines and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is mostly made in France. Some of the stuff's not. Uh, but it's also very expensive. And as supply chain has become more of a problem, it's gotten more expensive. So it's like even harder to get them now. And originally they had scheduled this event for two years ago during pandemic and then canceled it. So this was like two years of them stockpiling stuff for the sale. So this was like everyone was just like foaming at the mouth to go. Yeah. So we got in and I, having a a background in retail, knew that sometimes when they do these sales, it's really a lot of buzz for not a lot of savings where they're like marking stuff up to mark it down, you know, and stuff like that. And that's kind of what I was expecting is I was like, we're going to get in here and it's going to be the same old shit for like maybe 10% off or whatever. I was wrong. I was very wrong. First of all, because we were VIP line, we all got these cards for mystery boxes, which I heard that they had extra mystery boxes. So people on the subsequent days got some too. Um, But mystery boxes were 50 bucks. You don't know what's in it. You just know that it's worth at least 350 bucks worth of stuff. And so you're like, all right, am I willing to gamble $50? (laughs) Like, sure. Then we went inside and it was at store promo prices. So like the prices that we used to have at Sur, at Sur La Table with an additional 40% off uh, for like the main line pieces and then specialty pieces were like 50 to 70% off. Oof. So yeah, so it was like having my Sur La Table discount again or better for everything in there. I was just like, what? Now granted, I already have a lot of stuff. So I was like looking for specific things. Mm-hmm. So we found the like couple specific things we were looking for. We didn't go crazy and we got in line and we had to wait in line three hours to check out like inside, thankfully. Um, But like they were like passing out water and candy and stuff. They're like, we're so sorry. So then we all get mystery boxes, right? Because we're like in for a penny, in for a pound. Let's go. And because everything was actually marked down, we didn't spend as much as we thought we were going to spend anyway. So we were like, do it. We opened the mystery boxes my friend got essentially 900 bucks worth of cookware in her mystery box. It was like two giant Dutch ovens and a tea kettle and all kinds of stuff. My sister and I each got like brazers, skillets, griddles, other stuff, spatulas, like packed mystery boxes. The three of us probably spent about like we spent. Uh, among the three of us spent under 800 bucks mm-hmm. like probably under seven actually um but walked away with about three thousand bucks worth of stuff Jesus it was wild Christ. wild i want you to know that you're saying this to a man who up until like i don't know three weeks ago had a fork by the way <laughs> i had the house fork i mean like Here's the thing. I know that this is my specialty weird thing. This is the thing that we saved up for like two years to go to. So like, you know, I I know that's a lot of money. I understand. It is my weird thing that we've been working for for a long time. Uh, So I had a great time. And then I don't know who all else went. But as my husband saw some people in his food groups going, he was telling them, he's like, get the mystery box. (laughs) Like, it's (laughs) worth it. 
because they were i mean who if you have i well i guess it's over by the time this happens but if one of the other cities if you go to a different city one get the mystery box yeah i so. knew people who had been waiting in line for about five hours to get in yeah. and then also waiting like maybe i think they said like an hour or two or something to check out which is yeah. like not even including shopping seven right. hours seven yeah. hours of your life to, yep. to to go do this thing and these people bought like 15 dollar beers while they waited in line i just here's the crazy thing earlier in the day when it was really hot they were giving some of the beverages away for free because they oh. were just like it's too fucking hot we can't and like in line with that many people there there was like not a ton of room to shop so you would just get in line and like wait through the it was like disneyland and people would get frustrated and get out of line they're like i don't have time to do this today and i was like what else did you plan today did you not think it was going to be this crazy <laughs> but there were people with like three carts full of dutch ovens and so yeah. it was wild look this is this is uh <laughs> i don't want to say i mean i'll call it what it is this is talented people streetwear, all right? Like, I've waited in line for hours to get a yeah. pair of shoes that I really wanted that basically I'm buying these shoes and going, oh, these babies are going to look so good when I wear them for a total of 45 minutes because I'll wear them to a party, be very careful. The whole time I'll walk around this party being like, no one knows these shoes are worth so much money. And then, and then, they're, and then that's it. And then I keep them clean and that's it. You go out and you buy this really good cookware, which, by the way, like... You went to this thing. I saw this thing uh, on Instagram and I like talked to my mom about it. And my mom was like, oh, oh yeah. yeah, that shit rocks. Like we're in yeah. line to get some. And I yep. was like, mom. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mom. Well, and it, like, I mean, I used to clean up at Christmas at Sur La because back in the day, for as much as you sold, you then earned money towards product. Oh, hell Yeah. So instead of commission, you would just earn money to get more Le Creuset. So every year I would earn like a thousand bucks worth of Le Creuset dollars of like choose what you want. But now that I haven't worked there in a while, I don't have that luxury. And I still have like some insider trading ways to get discounts on stuff, but it's kind of specific. <laughs> it's not quite the same. Um, and so this was my chance to be like, all right, what are the things that I've been holding off on buying that I really want? So like, yeah, it was it was a pretty solid score. It's one of those things where like I have all of mine displayed and a lot of times when people walk into my apartment, they don't notice it. But then every once in a while, somebody's mom or something comes in and they're just like, oh, oh my God. Oh, my good Lord. Yeah, uh, so it's worth it for that, I guess. We have some uh we got some extra questions. Uh this one's a fun one and I'm going to I'm going to let it I'm going to let you actually answer it. Uh, right. this one comes to us from Fredrickson Kyle and they ask, "Mondo, why don't you like the Mikey?" What? Wait, do you not like the Mikey? Uh I can't stand the guy. Hate him. Hate his guts. Oh, no. Yeah, we never talk. He's going to be so bummed to hear this. Yeah. I know that every time we are together, we bond and are inseparable and become the best of friends and literally only make inside jokes with each other. And we're the best. And we're. And like, we stay up late and watch Demolition Man and, we watch and eat Demolition terrible Man. food. Exactly. Yeah. And we bond uh -huh. so much. And I know it mm -hmm. seems like I love him. Can't stand him. Fucking hate the guy. Well, that's why we've had Blaine on Horror Virgin like twice in the last month and not you. <laughs> 
Yeah, and I and and every time you've booked me for it, and I'll go, is Mikey gonna be there? And you go, yeah, he's yeah, he's always he's there. always there. <laughs> and I go, well, then I won't be. And I is it is it from that time that you isolated the audio of him saying that he liked Hitler or Hitler was not that <laughs> of a guy? Yeah, I think it was from the time when he isolated the audio, or maybe it was Todd, where I was like, "Not, the, it's not that bad." And I was talking about the artwork or whatever. Oh my god! Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So no, I love Mikey. I, uh, <laughs> I love Mikey so much, and Todd too. I really, really like Todd. Um, Mikey and Todd are like cousins that I never really get to see very often. But every time I do, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so lit. We're going to stay up so late and drink fizzy drinks, and it's going to be so fun. I love it. My phone kept showing me pictures from our last trip to Kansas City, and there's one where you're holding Todd. <laughs> like like piggyback kind of stuff. No, like not piggyback, but like, and he's just looking over his shoulder suggestively, <laughs> and it's a great photo. <laughs> I love them so much. Um, uh, this one comes to us from, uh, let's see. This one comes to us from Zoe the Gray. What is your favorite kind of cheese? Now, this is interesting because, Paige, I'm sure you've got a couple answers locked and loaded. But mm-hmm. Armando is lactose intolerant. And you've basically yeah. said, hey, what's your favorite type of arsenic to eat? <laughs> Uh, what's your favorite type of poison pick your poison and i go fondue and then i just chug it and die i haven't had fondue in forever and i love fondue yeah well what's nice about fondue especially when you have the kind that like drapes over and drips down uh is that's what fondue does to my body where i then become (laughs) the fondue uh of the chocolate variety and i ruin uh my toilet oh wow did you hear my body just start giving up at the mention of cheese oh fuck I did, and I'm I'm honestly right now sitting and regretting that I didn't get another Le Creuset fondue pot because I have a nice fondue pot. But anyway, next year <laughs> I got a bread oven, so clearly that'll get more use. Uh, I uh, when I went to France, <laughs> France. When I went to France, France, sorry, yeah. When I went to France, uh, I went to a fancy meal at like a two-star Michelin restaurant uh, and it was great. And one of the courses they had was the cheese course where they just wheel out a bunch of cheese also in wheel form. Uh, Mm -hmm. And then they just like you pick a couple and you just eat it. And I felt so bad because I picked like two or three cheeses that sounded basic as fuck that I knew I was going to like. And then three cheeses that they were like, these are uh, Francis cheeses. Uh, oh, you, you are going no. to want to eat this. Uh, uh, one, uh, one wheel of this cheese is worth uh, about a thousand dollars or whatever, like a, a, a like 100 euro, which is like 200 American because we're, you know, the best. Um, that's not accurate at all, by the way. But the point is, is that like they brought out these fancy cheeses and I was like, yeah, fucking Pierre, load me up, baby. Let's go. Let's try these fancy cheeses. And they all taste like feet and garbage. And I feel so bad that I don't have a refined enough palate to enjoy the fancy version of the thing that is like literally everyone's favorite thing. I, I love the foot cheese. Uh, I dig it. I only eat it in cases like that where I'm doing it at like a tasting because the few times I've tried to keep foot level cheese in my like fridge or whatever, 
it's a nightmare. Yeah, <laughs> you just terrible. you open up your fridge and you got to fucking pay less shoes down there, baby. It's awful. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, it's oof, magoof. I made the mistake a couple months back because uh, my husband and I went cheese tasting. And then I went and bought one of the cheese and I was like, oh, we could do it at home and didn't realize that buying a whole like small wheel of that cheese was going to literally stink up our entire apartment Mm -hmm. to smell like a corpse. Uh, Thanks, Red Hawk. Uh, Anyway, (laughs) so I wish I could tell you that my favorite cheese was one of those fancy French cheeses that they like used milk from the uh, the hills of some little village and they, you know, they put it together and it's, uh, it, it's, it's, this cheese is so old and it has such a story, but I'm going to be honest with you. Top three cheeses, mild cheddar, sharp cheddar, provolone, and then as a bonus, Munster. All right. I'm a simple bitch. I like what I like and I'm not afraid that I like it. Uh, I do love a good, like a cloth bound cheddar. Fuck I find off. really Fuck good, off. especially when it's aged with the crystals. Um, I, one of my favorites that's like people can find it in a lot of grocery stores and stuff is Beecher's flagship flagship. It's kind of like a cheddar. It's a little nutty and they're smoked flagships even better. Uh, so do love those. But I also love, like, I love goat cheese. So like. Almost any goat cheese, I am on board. Hard, soft, you name it. I had a goat's milk Gouda from Spain the last time I went cheese tasting, and it was phenomenal. So, mm. yeah. Mild cheddar, sharp cheddar, Munster, and provolone. Come on, baby. That's all you need for life. Uh, so, yeah. That's I also like, I love my blue cheeses. I love my moldy, moldy Ugh, cheeses. No, 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 no. I'm here no. for it. And I usually just ask the cheesemonger what their favorite is, and you get some wild shit. Cheesemonger is such... I know that's the term for it, but it's so fucking great. Yeah. It's a like I wish... hot honey on like a sourdough cracker. Yes. I wish everyone had a fun name like that, like cheesemonger. Like uh, podcast mongers? I gotta go to... I gotta go see the, the meat husker. Meat I gotta go husker? See, I gotta go see... Yeah, baby. I gotta go see the... the, uh, the <laughs> I gotta go see the pizza salesman pizza real quick. Uh, this one comes to us from Jay Bush 13 and they ask, how do you plan to impress Jodie Foster? Oh, good question. <laughs> well, I did pre-order John Hinckley stickers for our electronics. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't cost that much and his graphic designer choice. Ooh. Um, Straight I up. Think- Straight up right out the gate. I'm going to do a drive by on Reagan's grave. I think that's going to get her. <laughs> I think that'll get her, baby. She's been waiting for it this whole time. I'm going to hit Reagan with a ray gun. There we go. That's Ooh, look at that. There you go. I think I'm going to leave her alone. I think that would make (laughs) her the most happy. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. (laughs) I wonder. I mean, like, I wonder how she feels about this whole thing. I don't know. I, I don't think he's tried to contact her or involve her in any way. I think God, from, I hope not. From what I understand, he has uh, been he has undergone a lot of therapy um, mm-hmm. uh, and he wants to concentrate on his music career. And unfortunately, venues keep falling through. And that is kind of a bummer because his music's not bad. His paintings are either the scariest thing you've ever seen or kind of mm. cool abstract art. There's mm. one that I kind of want to order a print of because I really like it. Um, but it seems like he's kind of a mild-mannered, medicated dude now. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not sure. I, I imagine that she tries not to think about it and maybe has him muted on socials, probably. 
that would probably be my guess as well and yeah i uh it's i think it's one of those things where you're probably right like he it sounds like he's done a lot of work on himself to sort of like better himself and and get into the right headspace and he probably wants to put that part of his life behind him but realizes he has to acknowledge it because otherwise like it'd be fucking weird uh he did a weird thing a bad thing he probably feels terrible about it he seems like a better guy and i'm hoping that he's just like let that go i yeah i you know i hope so i i can't say for certain but i hope so no although he did have that song jody why don't you call me jody please jody please (laughs) Please, call me please jody call me um which he insists is uh, actually about bananas foster which is weird I don't know, but you can listen to his music on Spotify. It's not my normal <laughs> jam, but I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm here for somebody turning their life around, but also let's do a drive-by on Reagan's grave, right? <laughs> yeah. And when I say drive-by, I don't mean I'm going to shoot it. I mean I'm going to I'm going to whip my dick out and pee on it from the road. Oh, yeah. I've I'm, been training. <laughs> I've been angling back and doing stretches. I to make sh- this possible. I got the strongest stream this side of the Mississippi, baby. It shoots out. I don't even need a gun. You've heard of a pea shooter? Well, I've literally got, got one. Got a pea shooter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Ooh, baby. Um, <laughs> uh, this one's a really quick one. Uh, it's from msol558, and they ask, from a fellow Mexican, how did you get the confidence to do frosted tips? As a um, Mexican, I think no. <laughs> on Hispanic Heritage Month page, truly a good idea. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Let's see. The thing is, 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 is getting frosted tips is less about self confidence and more about um, uh, a crisis that you're going through. It's really a thing that you choose to do when you're like, "Hey, I want you to look at me," but also <laughs> remember how sick In Sync was, sugar. We had to watch Princess and Me for Romancing the Pod, and the lead, the fake Prince of Denmark, had frosted tips in that movie, and I was like, man, 2004 was a weird time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's such a a strange thing, because I got frosted tips, and uh, I just have curly hair, so it's just, it looks strange when you see me in the light. It's just like, why is it, is his light, like, is that a holographic Mondo? (laughs) I think it's just kind of changed a bit as it's grown out. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I first got it, I liked it. I liked it a lot. The problem is that I've never bleached my hair before, so I didn't realize that, like, it just kind of kills the hair. I mean, duh. Yeah. Like, it just kind of kills the hair. So it took, it takes me a while. I also, like, I haven't washed my hair with shampoo in, since I got it. That means it'll Um, stay longer. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do. And I'm using conditioner and I'm doing the stuff that they told me to do. You know, there's like, this stuff you're supposed to put in your hair and like i basically i listened to the people who told me what to do um mm-hmm. but i haven't been using shampoo and my hair feels fucking great now but early on it felt weird because you just like run your fingers through your hair it's a and different like texture yeah because yeah. the base is healthy and nice and then you get to the ends and you're like ah oh ah dead hair dead people hair oh no when Dude. i when i used to i don't know if you i don't know if this is before i knew you it might have been i used to have purple hair like whole purple or whole red Mm. and so i would have to bleach from roots up and that shit hurt because like ooh, that much bleach that close to your skin oof yeah that sounds intense i might i might do a full bleach down one of these days like john reisinger 
Oh yeah, he pulls Full it off, bleach. man. He does though. He's so handsome. Very handsome. He's so ha- he has reformed camp counselor vibes, and I yeah. love him. Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> I uh, he put a poll out on Instagram. John Reisinger from Rooster Teeth, by the way, a friend of the show. Um, John Reisinger, who had uh, bleached his hair, but it grew out so the like roots were black, and then the t- like he was sort of rocking like an elongated frosted tip. And he went like, what should I do with my hair? And I texted him and was like, you should keep it so that when I get to Austin, we can be the Frosty Boys. Ooh. And we and were then roll for... up to Wendy's and shoot content. Ooh, hell yeah. Do a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're Frosty Boys. We're Frosty Boys. <laughs> uh this this uh this question comes from from mish four two three two okay they ask uh what instrument did you play in middle school um i played piano uh mostly as a kid though oh i guess i played guitar for a while too um yeah i I, I, i didn't get very good at guitar i'm pretty good at piano i have a piano in storage it just there's no place for it in my apartment. I'm sure my neighbors would hate. <laughs> I feel like everyone played an instrument for school in in middle school. Um, here's here's a like a little peek behind the curtain is that I played trumpet and I played really? trumpet not because it was my choice, but because we were literally so broke that we could not afford a recorder. You know, the thing that everyone had in middle mm-hmm, school, mm-hmm. I couldn't, we couldn't afford a new one, but my dad had played trumpet. So they gave me his trumpet and then I played trumpet. That makes um, sense. And I didn't want to do it. And then I got to trumpet class and the guy was like, so basically to make the noise, you got to make a fart. And I was like, excuse me? And he goes, yeah, to play trumpet, you just kind of go. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, this instrument is awesome, dude. I'm doing fart noises and it comes out as beautiful music. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, you kind of play piano, too, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, that's the other thing is, like, I play piano, I play guitar, I play bass. I can kind of, like, I make a lot of beats, so I, like, can program stuff. That's the thing, though, is that, like, I got these big fucking meaty clompers for hands. And so it's hard to, like, make them do normal things. I don't know if you've walked around with me, Paige, but, like, sometimes I'll... (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes I'll be walking around and I'll just be walking in a straight line and lose my balance and just kind of tip over a little bit. I'm so big and clumsy that like the fine, uh, like, I don't know what you would call it, like motor skills required to like actually do uh, super like distinct movements. And my brain's not even working right right now is I can't do it hands too big if i play a normal piano i'm hitting two keys at once with one finger on accident i just got these big fucking catcher's mitts for hands so uh yeah i know music theory which then allows me to make music using a computer but playing an instrument live i can barely do it also during last laugh that we filmed for rooster teeth they had a trumpet and i tried to play it and i cannot anymore it is not like riding a bike you immediately forget (laughs) I, my hands are too small to reach all the chords, even on piano, and they were too small for guitar, too, which is why I was never Ugh. really all that great at guitar. Um, but in regards to balance, though, I have a low center of gravity, uh, which led to someone texting me these exact words earlier today. <laughs> Quote, 
You move like a cat and you get into a squat easier than I do. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like I know who texted this to you. Wait, really? (laughs) Is it somebody we both know? Yes. Yeah, it is somebody we both know. Is it it Pat Barker? No, but he's in that text thread. <laughs> it was, oh my god! So uh, there, a, a different podcast was talking about me this week, and spent like two minutes talking about how fat I was, but definitely implied that I was um, much larger than I am. Which I was like, I don't care. But it was confusing for them to be like, I mean, I think she can walk okay, and I'm like. I feel like I walk fine. Am I crazy? Like, what's happening? Like, and also, like, why is this the subject of discussion? Uh, and when I mentioned it, uh, Doug Fager was like, you <laughs> you move like a cat and you could squat like hella fast. And I was like, this is such a weird observation, but I will take it. Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're pretty light on your feet, which is something that I am not. I clomp around. And also, <laughs> I went to a, a, a bar with my friend, Jordan, uh, and uh, we were we were walking through the bar. And it's not particularly crowded, but it is. And it's also not particularly narrow, but it is kind of narrow. And I am a massive, massive human. Like, and that was two words, by the way. Mass, massive, mass of, of human. Human. I'm a massive, massive human, and uh, I had to. He pointed out that when we were walking past people, because there was like I, there was like a, an opening between people, and I had to turn my body fully to the side to pass through them, and I still ran into one of them on accident, and then he just walked right through them, <laughs> and it was like, yeah, I have to like. I don't realize how giant I am, and then I see myself on camera next to normal-sized people. And I'm just like, oh, God. Oh, man, I'm just an ogre. I'm just a big old fucking golem. It's why there's very few photos of us together. <laughs> just because we're difficult to get in frame. All right. We got uh, we got time for one more question. Um, do you want... You know what? We'll, we'll do this. We'll do one genuine question, and then we'll end it with a, with a fun one. Uh, not right. that these are fun, but... Um, uh who is your dream guest host dead alive or fictional also love the show heart emoji and that comes from uh julia abundo um i mean i would love i i would love to talk to leah remini obviously Mm -hmm. uh, or mike rinder or both um uh like i mean like that's that's one and then i would love to have um like Robert Evans from behind the bastards, I think would be amazing and super yeah. fun to have as a guest, uh, dead Jack Parsons, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Right. I was yeah. also thinking Jack Parsons. Yeah. 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 Cause I yeah. feel like, I feel like Jack Parsons would be like, this is interesting, but also we would like get down on some weird shit. And he's like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize you liked to party my dudes. <laughs> And then I would leave you two to party and I would go make some lasagnas. <laughs> yeah. And then I come back and I'm like, I have to get Jack Parsons name tattooed on me now. It's, <laughs> it's a Also, whole thing. I ate a bunch of his tarot cards. <laughs> Here's the thing. What I want, the person I want to get that's alive, Rick Ross. Uh, oh, wait. No, but rapper Rick Ross. Right? Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> 
is that we get Rick Ross and everyone's like, oh man, they got famous cold education expert Rick Ross. Rick Ross. And, and then they tune in and it's just like, I'm Armando, I'm Paige, and with us we have... Oh. <gasps> Oh man! I love I. I don't know if you heard that story, but a while back, Rick Ross was doing an interview for a radio show, and then he left to go to the restroom. Who's like in the middle of the interview, which was live? He goes, "I gotta go use the restroom," and they're like, uh, "Okay, it's uh, this way, this way, that way." And then he just left. He just left the interview and Amazing. went home. And I got it. Like I don't know. I I because. Here's the thing. When I heard that story, everyone was like, wow, Rick Ross is an asshole. But in my mind, I was like, I bet he shit his pants or something. Like, I bet. So, Ooh, like, you know maybe. how many times I've, like, been to the restroom and I got a little pee on me or something. And I'm just like, well, guess I'm just dead now. Guess I just run off into the night and no one can find me. Controversial opinion. I don't think it's that. I think it's something that happens to me occasionally on a much smaller scale where I'm very tired and I have concentration problems to begin with. And so sometimes I'll just be like lost in my thoughts in a drive through and I'll like pay for food and then drive out, drive off without getting the food. And I feel like this is Rick <laughs> Ross, like going to the bathroom being like, all right, fuck, what do I got to do for the rest of the day? I got to get groceries. I got to like do that. And then he completely forgot the interview was happening. Shouts out to all the pairs. What up? What uh up? All right. Well, that has been our episode. Um, I think we'll end it out on on a simple one, and we'll make this uh, we'll make this as easy as possible. This one comes to us from Idris Longham, and uh, they ask, "Who do you think is the rawest person of all time, and why?" And I'm gonna go ahead and say it: Charles fucking Manson, baby. I think that guy is raw in every definition of the term. I think not only was he like, I don't give a fuck what you think. All right, spiders are on my brain and I'm going to do whatever it takes to survive. But also like, tell me that man wore a condom once in his entire life. You can't. Never did not. There's no way he did. Um, I would like to vote my inner thighs after a day at Disneyland <laughs> as the rawest person on earth. Um, <laughs> shouts fuck. out to Mega Babe. Uh, yeah, raw. I mean... That's definitely Manson's definitely one. Um, I'm going to say uh, the uh, I forget his name, unfortunately, but the guy with the Symbionese Liberation Front who just kept making bombs. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's right. He's like, I love bombs and I'm going to keep making bombs. <laughs> Hey, but they mainly say my you, thighs. What you do when you do what you when you do what you love, you never You'll work, never a day work a day life. in your life, <laughs> but you will explode your home. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess here's the thing. Uh, if you want to help support our show, you can you can go to patreon.com slash cult podcast. Um, you can also follow us online at cult podcast on Instagram. Or at cult podcast show on Twitter. You can send us an email to cult podcast show at gmail.com. Uh, or if you feel like you're the rawest person on mm. earth. Send us your manifesto at 3756 West Avenue 40, <laughs> Suite K, number 237. 
like The, the Shining. Shining, Los Angeles, California, at 90065. And here's the thing. If you want to follow me on social media, you can. It's very easy. At Mondo does stuff on everything. I'm on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter, all that. I got some show dates coming up. I think I'm going to be... I don't know if I'll do some shows in Minneapolis when I'm there next week, but I will be in Minneapolis. And uh, if you're in Minneapolis, come find me, you fucking coward. I'll be there for days, idiots. Come catch me if you can. Uh, and, uh, but I will be in Texas after that, Austin, doing more stuff, avoiding guns as much as humanly possible. Um, so yeah, I'll be gone for several fucking weeks at a time. Anyway, at Mondo does stuff. I post show dates on Instagram. I'm going to start streaming more. Um, get ready for it must be dice season two. It drops October 11th. It's fucking awesome. Paige and I are working on a little special thing too, that hopefully comes out in October. We'll learn more about it when we have more info page. Where can they find you? Uh, if you want to see me live, I'm roast battling Guam Felix at the Hollywood uh, Comedy Store on October 11th. Ooh. And then originally I was supposed to be in Austin on the 29th. That has been changed. I will now be in Los Angeles on the 31st where we're having basically a worldwide roast battle championship on the 31st at the Comedy Store. Tickets are not available yet, but mm-hmm. they will be. And that is a show that you do not want to miss. It is literally basically like the 10 best people in the world mm-hmm. who who roast battle are going to be there. So I, I will also be there. Not roasting, by the way, <laughs> yeah. just watching and supporting Paige uh, from the sidelines fucking hyped out of my mind. So come on yep. out to that. Yeah, it's going to be great. Uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can do that at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok at Paige Wesley on Twitter for show and ticketing updates. Instagram is the best place. Because that's where most of them get posted. It will probably sell out. So as soon as tickets go up, I would recommend jumping on it. Um, and I think... Uh, oh, also, if you don't hear my voice enough, Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. Mm-hmm. Those are the places to hear it more if you choose to. So yeah. Also, I love you. Bye. Hell yeah. I love you. Bye. Good night and good luck. Mm-hmm. Bye. Oh, wait. And I think for this one, I'm going to say don't drink the new alani new caramel apple flavor because it's it's like being slapped in the face with a granny smith apple <laughs> okay all right just, just a pro tip like it's yeah. it's good but it's like a lot no but it uh, tells me a lot about your week honestly <laughs> that you're like hold on before we end this before we go uh but also don't drink the kool-aid <laughs> bye bye